and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith, writer and artist, and this is Words and Pictures podcast number nine. This week, my guest is Suzanne Least. She writes paranormal suspense and has two series out, the Dead Game series and the Blue Harbour series. Her writing aim is to write books that are unique and different, and she'll be telling us all about her writing process and how she gets her ideas. So I hope you'll stick around for the interview. At my desk this week. Well, at my desk this week, it's been pretty hot. We are experiencing a really unusual heat wave here in southern England. And I have been sitting there with my feet with cold towels wrapped around them and also an old crate which I found in the garden and had to put some garden cushions on in order to keep my feet up because they do swell up in the heat, which is a real nuisance. But this aside, I have been working really, really hard on the old work in progress. It's finally coming together and I do feel that it is something I'm going to really look forward to publishing and seeing the reaction that I get from it. This book is going to have a little more spice in it than my usual books, although there's a very small soupçon of spice in the others. But I'm kind of feeling, well, what can I say? I'm feeling spicy and why not? So I'm enjoying writing that and it's been a lot of fun. And of course, the real work starts when you finish the first draft. and You've got to go back over everything and make sure that all the bits and pieces all hang together and that everything's going to work out just as you planned and that you've left enough little things in it in order to link into the next book and carry the story on. I think this is going to be a trilogy. Well, I'm hoping so anyway. I'm going to try not to let it run into four books, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so that's me. I've been working hard despite the heat, drinking lots of water, and I hope you've been keeping safe wherever you are too. If you can hear a very slightly strange noise in the background, I can only apologise. My little cat, who feels rather neglected now that we have a dog, she doesn't really like the dog and the dog's a bit boisterous because she's a whippet and she's she's a puppy. Well, she's a year, but she's a bit bit puppified. So the cat has come into this back room where I'm doing a little bit of recording. And uh, if you you can hear a strange rumbling in the background, it is in fact the cat purring. So don't be alarmed. OK, right. Let's go meet Suzanne Least. She's lots of fun. And uh, here we go. Let's get into the interview. This week, my guest is Suzanne Least. Suzanne writes Paranormal Suspense and has two series out, the Dead Game series and the Blue Harbour series. Her writing aim is to write books that are unique and different. Well, hello, Suzanne, and welcome to the podcast. So, Suzanne, how many books at the moment do you have published and what are you working on? Okay, I published a trilogy, the Dead Game series. Brilliant, yep. Right, and then I'm having the Blue Harbour series, which... um, Meet Me in Maine is the first book so far, and I'm working on the second one. They're totally different. The Dead Game series has is a paranormal suspense with vampires and human vampires and a lot of strange happenings in Florida and Quebec. So it's kind of an unusual take on vampires. While the, my next series, Meet Me in Maine, and it might be a longer series, we'll see, because I stopped at three, the other one, but this one I might continue onward. Um, this is more of a cozy mystery with a curse, with an Indian curse. Cool. That sounds really good. Have you always had a fascination for sort of horror and scary stuff? Because I've scary noticed that scary Not stuff, horror. and you look so right. Sweet. I don't like blood or anything like that. Okay. Um, I just like haunted houses and creepy rooms and um, 
uh, secret doorways and passages and things like that, like things that go bump in the night kind of. Yeah, thing. that's it. Stuff yeah. stuff that gives you a bit of a chill. Brilliant. Right, yeah. right. More yeah. of your mind than, than seeing blood, like, you know. I do yeah. have a little blood of the vampire, but it's <laughs> yeah. fun blood, you know. Head chopped yeah. off the deal, you know. Yeah. So what what sort of age groups are you aiming for? You aiming for is it an adult clean? Is it or is it clean read or young adult? It's clean read. Clean read. Um, yeah. I write for myself, but a lot of people say it's for young adults. So I guess I write for young adults without knowing it. Maybe because I, I watch young adult um, TV shows like Supernatural, but I don't read young adult books. So right. I guess my I guess my um, story plots. It could be anything. It could be mis- It could be uh, young adult or adult. Because I I read a lot of Agatha Christie and all the mysteries and James Patterson and so I'm a, I'm a more of a mystery writer but of adult. And I watch TV that's paranormal young adult. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we're all inf- influenced by what we like. Is oh, I thought you said we're all innocents. <laughs> Oh, in all innocence, yeah, no, no, not all we're all infants, right? Yeah, no, we're all we're all influenced by right. um, the things that we watch and the things that we like, and and I think you're right to write for yourself because I think that's what really works. It's the book right. that you'd like to read, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, why I, I wrote Mimi and Maine. Yeah, so there's a, a TV show that was a takeoff of Stephen King's book Cincinnati King. It was oh, yeah. like loosely based on him, on his, uh, but it didn't have a curse. But it was in Maine, and it was paranormal event striking a small town and that's when it ended I was it was like a bunch of seasons maybe seven or eight seasons I was so upset I watched it all again and then I then I said okay I'm just gonna write about it because I miss it and that's how this one came into being yeah perfect perfect you're just you're just creating more of what you like absolutely yeah super I I find because I write quite dark stuff I write dark fantasy and Um, and I find other when other people read it um, sometimes they go, oh my goodness, that was so frightening. But it doesn't frighten me what I write. I know. Does, do, do you ever scare yourself, or, or are you not bothered? Or, or... No, no, my nightmares at night sometimes scare myself. Uh huh. Yeah, I, my dreams are kind of dark. Like I'm yes, running away from too. something. Right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always running away from something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. One and dream I had often... was I saw the Brooklyn Bridge on fire Ooh. and it burst into flames. And then I, I actually was standing with the people. I smelled the fire. I saw the, and I saw colors. So I didn't realize I really saw colors in my dreams. And then I ran away with people and we ran into a basement and like a parking lot and under garage thing. It was like a whole, and I said, oh my God. Su- Suzanne, I think that might be your, your dystopian thriller coming up. <laughs> well, I do explode things in my books. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, especially the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, if that caught fire, and it's, it seems like a lot of wood, isn't it, Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you kind yeah. of think, oh, is this a fire hazard? Yeah, because it's an old. There's a lot old, of people also. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Do you yeah. write about vampires, or you write? No, about... no, I write dark medieval fantasy. So um, swords oh. and sorceries, and, and a bit oh. of a bit of magic, kind oh. of on the side. Um, but a lot of. Um, scary very scary villains with a really bad streak <laughs> witches witches also um i don't call them witches but i think there's a bit of magic there so i think witches possibly but not right. the, not fairies no 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 fairies no. oh yeah <laughs> i'm not familiar with fantasy as much so I... no no a bit like the game of thrones yeah oh okay 
I never watched that, so I don't know. No, oh, I think you'd like it. (laughs) Oh, and I never watched Harry Potter, so I don't really. Uh, I've never watched anything fantasy, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's whatever takes us, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, maybe once I start watching it, I would like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you would. Time is the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. You want to start something else, yeah. Um, Because this is words and pictures, Suzanne, I'd like to ask you about your book covers. Um, They are really very nice. They're looking good. Who did did your covers for you? Well, it's more like I I pick out a collage of of free um, images I I find online that are copyright free. Then I look for somebody to make it for me. So I, I, I found people on Fiverr people on Facebook that were recommended and I, I send them a bunch of pictures and they send something back to me. Don't like it. Send it back and forth, back and forth until I make them do the way I wanted to do. I guess I, I kind of, I guess I, I have the idea in my, in my head already, but I just need somebody to put it together for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you've already chosen the images. And I think that's the bigger part of the task, actually finding the images that somebody else has got a minute. Right. Except my first book, the dead game, I used uh, Vanity Press, which I didn't know about Vanity Press at the beginning. I used Outskirts Press. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, they got me to publish my book, even though it wasn't ready. But uh, they couldn't find a cover that matched. I wanted a door with with a hand coming out with blood dripping out. So what I ended up with is a door with fire around it. Oh, okay. Is that the right thing or not? No, but I like the book. I never changed the cover. I like that cover. Yeah. But, yeah. But the rest of them I created myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's sort of a collaboration between um, hiring myself out to other and, artists. Yeah. And yeah. Things. Yeah. Well, that's that's another way of doing it. It's really good. Um, I think your, your Instagram looks really good, Suzanne. I think you've I think you've definitely nailed that. That looks of a piece. I think Instagram right. needs to look a bit branded in order to, for it to work. Do right. you do you get on there every day to post, or do you? Do right. It? I post uh, maybe two or three a day. Do you? You're good. But I'm more on Twitter. I'm in Twitter a lot. Yeah, me too. Well, that's where I found you. I'm, I'm oh, okay. Twitter. They say it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. one of my 64,000, uh, I was looking today how many followers I had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter. I think there's a good, and I've often said this on the podcast, um, I think there's a good writer's community on Twitter. I think yes, it's there very, is. I think it's I very good for us. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do this, start this podcast thing if I didn't couldn't reach out across Twitter, which is where I usually right. start. And, and it's and it's been great, you know. It's, I'm it all, already on the second round. Because I think of... most of the people are not authors, and I don't even think most of the people even read books. But yeah. they, they, they like my, my uh, poetry and my, and my banners, so yeah. I get people that way. And, yeah. and then people tell me when they buy a book. Yes, because which on is Amazon, you don't know who's buying. But when, if I get somebody saying, oh, well, I bought your book, then I rush there and I say, oh, there was a sale. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. It's Facebook, really I don't, um, I only meet authors on Facebook. I don't really meet readers. No, no, I, I don't read, I don't do Facebook. I, I'm on there, but I don't, I don't interact with Facebook. It doesn't, it's never really. Uh, now, the other thing that you've done really well, I think, is you've done lots of book trailers. They're really good. Have you done those yourself? Do you get people to do them? I see oh, some. I, I, some I of the three things. So at the beginning, I was using iMac which they don't oh, yeah. have anymore. Yeah. Um, Animoto, but then if you pay, if you don't pay for it, then you get this Animoto yeah, you banner the... on it. So I, yeah. I did that at the beginning. And now I use Canva.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, because Canva's free, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And and then, so, you, so you do them yourself. Is it is it hard to do? I haven't ever done one. 
Well, Canva is very easy, but yeah. it, it's not it's not really complex Canva. I mean, you could take an image and then you could even it's for free. You don't have to use the uh the pay option. Mm-hmm. You and you could add a video uh, music, but only the free ones. So I guess um and then you could add, spe- add special effects, um stars and different things. But my my let my video for uh, Meet Me in Maine, the one that's red, my main video that I have on my page, that I found the person on Fiverr, and that's really good. I would use him again. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think Fiverr's great. I've I've had a couple of bits yeah. done when I wanted. Um, I was doing a logo, and I wanted a vector made of it. And yes, oh. I could do it, but it's a real piece of work, and sometimes it's time, and you've right. just got to go. Actually, let's just outsource oh, this and get logos, somebody to do it. Yeah, there are companies that offer logos. I yes, yeah. Well, I yeah. I'd drawn it, but I just needed it tightened up and just something right, just, right. just to have a another fiddle with. Oh, it, these really. companies, you have to pick one of theirs. Oh no, I'm not picking one of theirs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can so draw. it didn't work out that well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ended up with a wolf because in my last book I had werewolves, but that doesn't uh-huh. have a little series. So that was from the dead game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So well, I think the videos, the the uh, book trailers look really good. Um, do you think they really help sell books? Do you, I do you think, think they so. make a difference? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, w- I uh, joined a free web- webinar, and the uh, author was um, spouting that um, Twitter is nothing and it doesn't help you, and um, trailers don't help on Twitter. I, I don't think so. I think they really do. He believes yeah. in Pinterest, which I don't know. I, oh, I no, don't... I think that's dead in the water, to be honest. Oh, he said he makes millions of dollars doing that, and I tried, and I don't see anything from Pinterest. It's supposed to be the end. And TikTok, I don't. I tried that, but everybody wants young girls to speak and do silly things with books. So I said, "That's it. That's not for me." No, but young I, authors to come out and sit with their books and smile pretty and say, "This is my book. Please buy it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And and I I sort of think I must go on to the TikTok. And my young daughters, I have two grown up daughters, but they say, "Oh, you need to get on TikTok, mum." And I just don't uh, know whether it's for me, really. But I'm, no, my I'm daughter like, said, like, what are you doing on it, Mommy? You're too old. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. We're, well, I think we're of an age, Suzanne, you and I. Right, And, and right. there comes a time where, you know. You have to step <laughs> back. You can't do everything. You can't no, be you can't. No, you can't. No. At least no. you have the nice accent. Well, so do you. I'm just thinking that about you. I'm from Brooklyn. What kind of accent? <laughs> oh, no, it's lovely. Forget about it's it. Lo- what kind of accent? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely. It is lovely. I have noticed since I've been doing the podcast, it's quite funny because I'm from southern England, so my voice is quite quiet. And, and I'm, like trying to, I'm trying to speak up as I'm talking to you now. But, of course, my, my voice naturally is, is a quiet English voice, and it's rather No, it's soft. nice. It's like the Queen. It's very soft. So I have to send it to the, all the all the stuff that I do on the podcast I have to put it through a mastering thing because everybody oh. else's voice is so much louder than mine when you hear it played back and then I'm like this oh I make thing. my voice louder so people hear me yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm speaking and people ignore me and like somebody else is yapping away and I'm like so I start screaming my daughter goes why are you talking so because I said nobody's listening to me yeah. but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm more of an introvert so I, I'd rather listen yeah yeah it's it it's a good it's a good thing no i like all the accents i've heard it's all we're all different it's beautiful australian is nice also yes actually i talked to an australian my last podcast was a lady from australia and she was some lovely lovely accent beautiful yeah really nice fascinating to listen to but i'm sure everybody will sound 
a marked contrast to me <laughs> with my funny little soft voice. Well, I had somebody um, read my book, just for, uh, an author. She just decided to do a favor. I mean, and she just, well, she didn't even tell me. She posted on Twitter. She read my, she read my first chapter and posted on and said, you want it? And I said, fine, you get a free thing. And English. It was so nice. She read my first chapter of The Dead Game with an English accent. It was, ah, it, yeah. in, my, in my head, I hear myself reading it. Oh. So, so do you think you'd go into audio? Do you think you'd have, um, do, do your books no. in audio? No. They're just money to spend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think. Well, I mean, the endless amount of money you could spend and the prices are not going up. Amazon kind of keeps our prices down. So why yeah. should we spend more money on things that are not going to bring us more money? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think the audio is the way to go. I, th- I think probably. We need to hire somebody to. Uh, I'm looking to have my um, fantasy stuff read by an artificial intelligence, which is quite a... Really? Yeah. And and I've I've looked into it. I've listened to some of the voices and actually they sound great. Because in my head, I hear a guy reading my books. That's the voice in my head. So I I kind of don't want a female doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a man, um, a voice actor, they're called voice actors, voice model. He um he read yep. my book and then he put sound effects and all of a sudden on Twitter people are doing things. He goes, "Do you want it?" I said, "Of course." And so now I have uh, with the door. You hear the door closing. He did all the sound effects and his Brilliant. daughter screeched. And I was like, "Well, they're so nice of you." I mean, people do things for you without. I didn't even know he existed. And I was, you know, so I promoted him and I I said who he was and now I don't remember the name, but I do promote him. Every, I have to look on my list of things. Yeah, but very nice, isn't it? Yeah, really nice. Well, on Twitter, on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, well, they say it's dead in the water, but we don't think so, do we, Susan? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what's, what are you going to work on next, then? Are you going to carry on with this series, or are you going to write more poetry? Yes. I started writing it. Yeah. Uh, my poetry, well, I, poetry I started just to hone my writing, like to practice, because with writing you can't be as flowery, because if if no adverbs, no extra words yeah so it kind of it feels constricted sometimes so yes because because good writing writing because i want to just write about nature i want to write about uh despair i want to write about everything and and so i started writing that on tumblr and then i had people following me not not buying my books but just following my poetry do you think you should publish some poetry so that people can buy it or do you already already have that but it's not fancy. It doesn't have, uh, I do some haikus, but if I really wanted to be a poet, I'd have to study it. I mean, there's different um, rhythms to it, and I may make them rhyme. And if they don't rhyme, I, they have to follow a rhythm, but I don't, I, I'm having enough problems just doing the prose correctly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, then perhaps that makes it uniquely you. Sometimes I think people overstudy something and then they kind of lose a bit of their uniqueness along the way. Right, right. It but doesn't follow too much of the rules. Yes. Well, perhaps that's what's what's nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you should uh, – people are always saying, you know, it's your intellectual property. Do more with it. So right. perhaps you should, you know, if you've written these poems, let's pop them in a book and off you go. And people you know. suggested it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Do people yeah. read poetry? Because I know in school I made fun of poetry, so I don't even know if people do people read poetry. Well, I think they do. That's I think that, I think there's a, an audience for everything. Really, they say what other right. niche is, don't they? Yeah, or yeah. niche as you say in America. Well, it could be a free thing with my book. 
they say to give away things. Yeah, I don't like giving away things. I mean, I don't like giving away my books. I don't like making them free or anything like that. But some people have short stories they promote with their books. Yeah, so uh, do you do a free thing for your email list, something like that? Right, I don't even start an email list. Oh, I mean, I have things that I've joined groups that build, like email list builders. I have lists of people, but I don't know. I really don't know how to do this monkey thing. The whole thing with the with uh, putting the email oh the mailchimp yeah Yeah. (laughs) the monkey monkey thing i like that um your best way is to have a look what your website provider is and your website provider will probably um if you look on your website provider they i have wix you have wix oh wix can do your email for you if you look into it you'll see yeah well i I send out little announcements i make banners and i made make announcements when i have a sale and yeah. I have my mailing list, but I guess I use my Gmail, whatever they have. It's yeah. a few hundred people, but I have yeah. to add to it somehow. I yeah. Know. Well, I think a little free, don't want free to. something was fine. I, I wrote a little novella sort of in my dark fantasy world and I stick that up as the free thing. And, and that does quite well. And it's not very long. I didn't spend forever on it. Oh, because... novella. Oh, okay. Your yeah. accent. I didn't know what you said. Oh, novella. <laughs> Sorry. It's a, it is a funny little accent, isn't it? Yeah. A novella. Oh, it's something about N and the L-A and I'm thinking, oh, oh novella. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Now that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. A little thing. And, and, then, it, and then it's just... Um, Oh, it was nothing—a couple of hundred pages, and, and oh. a little short story, really, in that world. And, and a couple of hundred pages is my book. <laughs> other, yeah. Oh, uh, less eighty pages, say. Oh, you know, okay. Whatever right. you want it to be, I think that's my point. My books start bigger, and then when I get reviews, so I change things. I'm always changing things, and my books get smaller and smaller. And then I end up with like two hundred fifty pages. I don't know. But I'm trying to write. Well, the next time I'll go back to 300 pages. I think I like 300. Yeah, I think I think you know what feels right for your work. I think that's yes. the point, isn't it? Yeah. Or paranormal. Yeah, some paranormal could be 500. But if somebody sends me a book that's five, six hundred pages, I look at it and I say, "There's no way in this earth I'm reading this." I just don't. I can't read. I don't know. I don't think I could read a book that long. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And yeah. I'll so. So yeah. again, you write what you like. You, if you like to read something on a shorter form, right? And, then and, you write and, what you like. Absolutely, the action and things happening and yeah. not excess thinking and too much description of everything around. Oh, exactly. You. Yeah. Get right. to the point. It's all like about the story. Happening. Yeah. 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 It's all about the story. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and I think when you have, um, well, do, do you have you know many characters in your books? Do you, do you stick to a couple of characters? Well, my first book, The Dead Game, I had a young, a young uh, group of people in their 20s. And they they don't all get introduced at the, the same time, but maybe six of them at the beginning. So there was like eight of them. And then I found that people could follow it. And then I um, I changed from, um, from character to character, used different points of views, and people didn't like that. So now I, I so now I have... My my new series has two main characters um, and three or four offshoot characters, and then there's the people come and go and they die and different things. So it's I'm really basing like my first my first series had two women and this one has two women. Mm. I guess like the, I like the way main woman and her sidekick, which is the opposite of her. Like if she's shy, the other one is more outgoing. You know, and if she, yeah, so I guess I, I tend to that. 
Yeah, like all good partnerships. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, right. you've always got to have the sidekick. Right, being, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. The fill in the gaps of the other person's personality. A bit like a good marriage, really. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, dear. Hey, it does um, follow that. <laughs> uh, well, when, when you meet people, and this, is, this happens to me a lot, Suzanne, because we, as I said before, we both write quite frightening stuff. Right. And um, when you meet people, I, I'm often quite embarrassed when they say, oh, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a writer. And I'm quite happy okay. with that. I'm happy with the truth of that. But then when they ask me, oh, well, what do you write? And, they and look it goes at me, downhill. Yes, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and, and I look like I should write lovely romance. You know, I know. I'm a, you know, I'm a soft-spoken English woman. Oh, historical got, fiction. Got, That's the Historical instinct. fiction, That's yes, about murder. the Tudors. And I, and I have to go, oh, well, I write grim, dark fantasy. Do you find that with your work? Do you have to sort of either, I sort of go, oh, I write lots of stuff and sort of fluff past it. What do you tell the truth? <laughs> no, I say it and none of my friends read it. And my husband didn't even read it. Nobody wants to read it. If they hear the word vampires, I said, but they're nice vampires. And they look like us. It just, you know, they just kill each other every now and then. But no, but there's a mystery and there's a house and there's a maze. No, we don't. But there's vampires. Is there blood? It's always, is there blood? Is yeah, but you blood? don't see the blood in a book. You, you could just, you don't have to envision it if you don't want to. You can make it hot pink in your head if you want. But no, that doesn't work. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just go past it and, and say, oh, I write lots of things. And I also write for magazines. And usually I sort of focus on that and bore them with some magazine um, article I've written about writing or oh I or, should do or that platform or something and just right yeah just sidestep it you know yeah absolutely. that's the second thing that I have to do the first thing is the mail list and the second thing is write for write articles yes writing articles is quite good I, I've done quite a lot of that I tend to write um I write a little bit of women's interest just anything that might have oh. um stuck in my in my local newspapers or uh no magazines magazines is quite good magazine pays quite well oh. and then i write for magazines that that are about writing so in england oh. we have we have a magazine called writer's magazine oh okay enough, i write for, i've written for that a fair few times um but your I'm country also... is better for writers more people think? i think read in your country Do you think? i mean yeah. all the authors i've been meeting are from england or australia but mostly from england Oh, that's in the interesting. States, I don't know. People only talk about the TV shows, Netflix, TV shows. Oh. Nobody talks about books. Yeah, it's interesting. Just my I... friends, that they, they, they all read historical um, fiction. Yeah, historical fiction. They read what fiction? Historical. Historical fiction, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've found it very hard to sell books in America. I sell yeah. more books in the UK and because we um, don't read, that's why. And ca- Canada's quite good, and Australia, and oddly right. Germany. I don't know. Why oh, Germany likes me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's not translated, but it's sold. I don't Germany. think the United States is literate. Really, we're not. <laughs> I really, I mean, they don't even respect us. Really. Oh, you're right. Uh huh. When are you right? And it's 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 not even something that you you know. Oh, you're a doctor, or you look. Oh, you're a writer. No, I don't. We don't get the respect. We yeah. Deserve. No, exactly. Yeah, and we certainly don't get paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Suzanne, tell me a little bit about your second series that you're writing. Okay, so that that one um, has two women. Okay, and they move from from New York City, and they move to Maine, and they buy a bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. Oh yes. 
Okay, yep. so they buy a bed and breakfast, and they meet some men, and it's, oh, everything's nice and, and peaceful. Uh, everything goes haywire after that. Um, there are explosions, um, dead bodies, um, people turning to stone. It, well, it's all it's uh, it's a peaceful community it's on the harbor. It's all peaceful and until um, the Indian curse. It's the Penobscot Indians. Um, they they owned the they uh, lived on the property before before we we uh, knocked them off of them and the colonists took over and they and they cursed the colonists and their descendants. All right, so the curse comes back every few years and wrecks havoc on the community. And the two girls that move to the community, they're in their 20s. They find out that it's the descendants that are attacked. And so they're wary of anybody new that moves into the community. So in the second book, I go more in depth into the Indian customs. And we'll, we'll go to a Penobscot Reservation and see how they live and see if the Indians are behind all this. Or, or is it like... Um, the uh, big business that wants to de- uh, displace the Indians, uh, they have a hand in it. Yeah, sounds so, interesting. Did you have to do a lot of research for it? Yeah, I did. I, I have pages and pages of research. And I'm sitting with my pages of research and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I have to make a nice, quaint story out of this. And then I got stuck. So I put it away for a few months. And now this week I'm starting to write it again. Yeah, I think sometimes, sometimes you have to do that, step yeah, back. Yeah, you get overwhelmed. I'm like, all the mm. settlers and uh, and the Indian yeah. chief and all the legislation. I said, oh, my God, where's my story? So I have to put that away. I have all that in my brain now. And now, I, you know, I wrote like 50 pages. Good. Book so yeah. far. Except yeah. I'm rewriting. I always have problems with the first chapter. Always. I, I rewrote it like three times already. And I like what it says, what it says, but now how it says it. Yeah. I think, I think it'll come, though. Sometimes I go, I write the first draft and then when right. I come back to the beginning again, I think, oh, right. and now I know what this first chapter should really say. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I I think you need to get way. to the other. Yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, I don't. I, do, I write one one awful draft and then oh, I go God, back to the beginning. I don't know if I could then, do that. Do, I'm so organised. I have to know exactly where everything goes. Ah, oh, you're a planner. Where the character works. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's good, though. <laughs> so you could do those that thing where um, the authors could write a whole book in a month. You've done that? No, gosh, no, 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 oh, no. I'm, I'm I far I'd try too. that. See yeah. how far to go. And yeah. I, 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 I wrote like fifty pages, sixty pages, yeah. and I said I can't. I have to reread it. I yeah. can't go on unless I reread it, and I have to move chapters around. I just can't because then I'll be all confused, and I'll never get myself out of the whole. Because I always have a lot of things going on at the same time, different character arcs, and the mystery yeah. and the clues. And if I start getting myself like into a bind, I'll never get into like a a ball of twine. I'll never get myself out of it. (laughs) Sounds like, yeah, I know what you mean. My dog is getting restless. You heard my dog? Yes. Okay. Hello, doggy. (laughs) Yeah, my my dog's dog's downstairs. She's a wicked. She's quite quiet. Yeah, they don't bark. Yeah, happy days. Right, well, that's it. The timing is just about to go off. Um, so, Suzanne, where can people find you and your work online? SuzanneLeast.com. Brilliant. Everybody <laughs> can find SuzanneLeast.com and you'll find notes in the show notes. Um, with I'll put your website on there and your bits and pieces so that oh, people, okay. people can find you. Thanks. Thanks so much, love. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, love. Lovely to talk to Suzanne about her work.
Okay, join me next week when the Words and Pictures podcast goes into double figures. We'll actually be on podcast number 10 and I'm quite excited. So far, avoiding the dreaded pod fade, which every new podcaster is is afraid of. Anyway, my guest next week is Julia Ros de Boudicco, and she's one of the talented people that work for GetCovers.com. Now, remember Paul Cood? He had really good covers, and these are the people that he used, which is where I got the link. Anyway, she's a really interesting woman, and she has lots of things to say about, obviously, book cover design and where we can go wrong, but other design points that we might have to think about, such as your interior and the marketing things that you might need. So join me next week for that. In the meantime, I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and you can find me at, guess what, www.djbowmansmith.com. Everything's on there. You know the drill. And the podcast it comes out every Monday and you can find us across all the usual links. Anyway, this has been the Words and Pictures podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye bye.